You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Oh yeah, you're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show I'm Joe Thrashenkill and I'm joined by the good and golden boy The internet's sweetheart I'm talking of course about 365 days of horror Or as I like to call him, Jordan Jordan, how are you? I am good. We're sadly down one member who got got once again. He has hit for the cycle this time. Brando is not here with us. So, <clears throat> what is this? This is his third uh, COVID infection? I thought it was his fourth. Jesus. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess there's also those other times where, like, you just don't feel well, but you test negative or you don't test at all. So it's kind of the big shrugging emoji like, oh, maybe it could just be the flu. It could just be RSV. It could just be I am surrounded by gross people all the time. Well, he definitely sent us his positive test result. So uh, unless wanna... it was an uh, it was an old test result that he's been holding on to just so he can get out of doing this week's show. Oh, yeah. He's all hung over and shit and doesn't want to do this show that required actual work. <laughs> <laughs> His mouth just tastes like ashes and midnight burritos from Taco Bell. Uh, ate a whole pack of cigarettes with that burrito. Love it. Um, uh, well, uh, it's it's a shame. Uh, I always love uh, having Bruno here. I especially could have used him here. I was kind of counting on him being here to explain who some of these fucking people are to me. <laughs> Uh, in his case, for like the seventh or eighth time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's and we'll get into this on this show, but a lot of these bands are interchangeable. All the members kind of look the same. All their names are just kind of words smushed together. Uh, and they're all kind of on the same tours and on the same label. So it's we do need an expert who is just surrounded by people who actually listen to this stuff and sometimes force him to listen to it as well. Yeah, I mean... Um... Uh, he's he's at the factory there he's got coworkers that are enthusiastic about some of this kind of stuff uh i'm at the hospital uh if people are jamming they're mostly jamming to like pop music so the the beeping sounds of the machines that are keeping themselves alive yeah and you're <clears throat> you're um alone in your office listening to uh <laughs> listening to push monkey what are you listening to <laughs> some shovel some pressure four or five just all the hits now, i'm i'm very much in my own bubble um like uh, there were no surprises on this year's top 20 youtube metal songs like it's always kind of the same bands it's always the well-known established bands that are just putting out a new album this year and then it's the younger bands. That it's like, yeah, okay, they're on here. Now what? But un- without the show, I really wouldn't know what these people would sound like. They are just you, they are just names on a poster. So uh, for folks that this is your first year doing this with us, uh, every year we pull the numbers uh, and I align them in an Excel file <laughs> uh, to determine what were the most popular uh, heavy metal or I guess – that's in quotation marks. Heavy metal songs uh, via YouTube statistics for that year. Uh, so I pulled the top 20 here, uh, going all the way from 2.8 million views. Sorry, uh, that's for 21. Black Veil Brides uh, came in at number 21. Not good enough for this. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, 
the lowest uh, on the top 20 was 3.2 million views and the top with 21 million views. So uh, I got to say, this actually bodes pretty poorly uh, for metal. This is probably the roughest year I've seen thus far. This is the least popularity I've seen from any of these bands. There hasn't been any sort of major breakout song for the year, I suppose, or uh, anything that's like a must listen to. It's just kind of stuff that's out there. So um, when I when I tried to pull this uh, this, this year for the third year in a row, uh, that fucking uh, they're not called Eskimo Callboy anymore. What are they called now? Electric Callboy. Electric Callboy for the third fucking year in a row. That saw that song where they're like oh we're ironically 80s or whatever is has, still has like a billion fucking views what the fuck happened there <laughs> i don't know i was in doing this and watching some of these videos listening to some of these songs the youtube recommendations would pop up because of the algorithm with everything else that's gotten insane amount of views uh i saw that audio slave like a stone has literally one billion views and wow. uh uh, what was it? Chop Suey, System mm-hmm. of Down, has 1.2 billion with a B views. So it's this. We always talk about the algorithm and being forced to look at other things, what a bunch of numbers tell you to. And this is kind of, I would say, feeding into each other. You're going from one to the other because some algorithm told you to, or in some case, some labels or rich people paid the algorithm to do it for you. Yeah. I mean, the algorithm is a fickle mistress. I really, and I mean really, only use YouTube to listen to music or to uh, learn how to do DIY projects, and yet it still likes to push things in like PragerU. <laughs> when you're just trying to Google how to do something on your computer and yeah. a helpful person with an extremely thick accent is like, okay, just do the thing with the thing and you're done. Uh, there's always some guy in like Arkansas who like will teach you how to fix your pickup truck and it's like, you are the dad that I wish I had. <laughs> there is actually a YouTube channel where like that's his thing. He's like the dad that you didn't have and just has tutorials of how to fix things around the house. That's incredible. That's a great bit. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm just using it to, to jam out or fix things and also find a father replacement. I guess that the, uh, the Koch brothers are like, well, if you need, uh, you know, another father figure, we're here for you. We're here for you, Joe. (laughs) Sure. Fixing your car is important, but don't you want to fix the government too? (laughs) We here at the Epoch Times. Oh my God. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get through, and I have some very strong opinions on all of this. Are you ready to jump in? We're just doing everything we can to not talk about it. <clears throat> let's let's do this, man. Uh, coming at number 20 on our top 20 of the year. Uh, again, this is by numbers. Uh, I think this is all uniformly dog shit, uh, but this is what you people listen to. Uh, number 20 with 3.2 million views. This is a name that I think we mentioned maybe one week ago, maybe two weeks Lorna Shore with Sun Eater. This is the first time I've actually listened to one of their songs all the way through. It's too Most, long for one thing. <laughs> it is. 
most of my knowledge comes from like 30 second Spotify commercials where you you get it. You know what kind of song this is. This is a deathcore, slamming deathcore song with an orchestra in it. That's not something new. This has been done for a while now. Winds but, of, again, Winds of Plague uh, yes. with like uh, the royalty checks, please. Um, I, I think that I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this one simply because I think this is maybe the most quote unquote metal uh, song on the mm-hmm. on the entire thing. It's it fits more in line with hypothetically the things that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it is it is extreme, yeah. especially in comparison with everything else we're going to talk about. It, it is uh, so I. I should like this more than the other things, but I don't, and I want to kind of delve into that, because I feel like Lorna Shore, with this song, and I can't speak to the whole thing, I haven't heard their entire discography or this album that, for some reason, people I uh, are in my peer group uh, are really fucking coming all over. I don't, I don't get it. But this kind of represents all of the worst impulses in metal, uh, all kind of combined in one cliche-ridden package for me. Um, the... The strings, the or- the orchestra here, is really tinny and fake. It's clear that this was put together with you know MIDI sound effects. There was not a real instrument that came anywhere near this recording. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't fit in with the rest of the music. It does. It's not. not like just an intro or maybe a break or strings fitting in with some sort of chorus. It's just kind of there. It is kind of there. Um, they're, <clears throat> and again, because they're trying to go with some level of dynamicism with that orchestration behind it, um, their vocalists, uh, again, people seem to really, really, really dig uh, this guy's ability, but I gotta say, I'm deeply unimpressed with what honestly sounds like a pick shifter uh, yeah. y- thrown to 10 at all times on this. Again, there is no level of dynamicism at play with, you, with your vocals. You're just... You're, again, engaging in some of the worst impulses that Extreme Metal has done for 30 fucking years. Yeah, it's uh, if people don't know, there are tricks you could do in the studio to make your voice sound like this. It is not your natural voice. And if you're really listening carefully, you can hear like you're saying tinny or uh, particularly like throaty, but not in a raw genuine sort of way. Yes, this is this is fake as fuck, and I'm sorry for anybody out there that's like, you know, no, I've seen him do it live. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> sure you have. I mean, you have seen him and his mouth moving, but uh, there's probably some help in there. Yeah, I, let me ask you this. If you've seen them live, where do the orchestral parts come from? <laughs> um, and if this, again, this has some, some of the worst impulses of Deathcore that's been going on again for 15 years now. Like the unnecessary drops, like mm. a breakdown that doesn't really fit anywhere, like a wanky ass, uh, like, uh, pick, pick sweep solo. Like it's, it, it sucks. Like this does nothing for me. And it is so baffling to me to see this blow the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, the, if you want to look at it, you have the, uh, canned orchestra you have the almost misplaced blast beats that are just constant throughout you have the vocals the unnecessary breakdown and the bass drop that could be how many deathcore bands over the past 15 years all of them and the the only thing that i will say like complimentary is that the solo isn't bad in it there is a decent solo in it it, it is good. I, I think maybe I'm just mad because I can't play that way. 
<laughs> if I had to make a prediction, I would say with this initial success for making this kind of music, I would say on like the next album, maybe the one after it, you would see a shift musically away from the deathcore hurgly gurgly to maybe something more in line with like Bring Me the Horizon where they focus more on the musicianship because, yeah, the drummer can play, the guitarist can play. Maybe you'll start seeing less of the extreme stuff and maybe even some choruses, maybe even trying to make some money. We'll see what happens. I mean, <clears throat> I'd say that these guys are doing pretty good, but at this stage in the game, Lorna Shore has been together for more than a decade. What, what did you say last time, 2009, was when they got together? Yeah, something like that. It's time to make some money moves, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so I could see this sort of going away like we've seen it with Vane or a Jesus piece or any of those hardcore bands from the past few years where it's like Turnstile, eh, let's get a Grammy nomination. Yeah. I could see this band doing that because if you have enough of the chops and then you now have this backing from a at least metal, metal major label – you make the shifts and things that you want to do to try to make a little cash out of it. So. And as I alluded to the last time we talked about this band, there is money being pushed against this because, again, I would not see this band everywhere unless somebody was wanting it to be that way. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's not an organic phenomenon. I just, I just don't believe it. Yeah, there is juice behind this band. And if you're ever curious about like who on a label is getting pushed like for the roster – Look at you can even go to Wikipedia, you can go to these labels, websites, check under artists, and see which ones you've heard of and which ones you haven't. Yep. Because each one of these has a couple of bands that you beyond maybe a release date or some sort of review, you've never heard of them and you'll probably never hear of them again. And then other bands you know their name even without ever hearing a note. And ideally we won't talk about this band again in 2023. <laughs> Unless they do something stupid. I mean, all right, let's let's uh, let's hope for that then. But that's always something we look forward to. All right, we ready to move on? Yes. Uh, number 19 with 3.6 million. Again, that's 1.4 million more than Lorna Shore. We have Megadeth with We'll Be Back Chapter 1. We talked about this previously. We did. Do we need to talk about it anymore? It's a mega death song. All right, let's move on. Actually, there is something I wanted to bring up. <laughs> Dave uh, looks really old in this video. He does look really old, and I wanted to bring up that the uh, the phenomenon of uh, collaborations this year that didn't quite hit. Uh, for example, Lamb of God put out a song with Dave Mustaine as a uh, as a vo guest vocalist on it, and it just. Well, it's not on this top 20. That should give you an idea, right? <laughs> it's nice of Dave to lend his voice to his opening band. Yeah. Uh, also, Decapitated on their Cancel Culture concept album uh, did a song with Rob Flynn that didn't even sniff the top 50. <laughs> Good. I, we talked about this uh, off the show, but with this week in the next couple of weeks you're going to see a lot of top 10 top 20 metal albums from a lot of different organizations and decapitated is one of them destroyer 666 death spell omega a lot of these bands that we have talked about and 
are controversial and have said genuinely bad things and have terrible thoughts aren't showing up on these lists. And I wonder if it's not even the reasons why we've talked about, but just because people have had enough and people have moved on from their shtick. I think people are tired of this shit. Uh, I think that, you know, if I wanted to see like some right wing asshole make a, you know, make an ass of himself, I could look at Twitter any moment of the day, you know, like this is not a, this is not a, like a precious commodity, by any means. <laughs> it's been done and it's never good. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, so, uh, fortunately, um, well, well, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll see. Let's, let's continue down this uh, countdown if that's all right. Yeah, I mean, in comparison to a lot of the other songs we're going to talk about, this one's fine. It's fine. It is absolutely fine. Um, all right, number 18 with 4.6 million. That's 1 million more than that Megadeth track. We have I Prevail with Bad Things. It's like rain for rain, but I'm already drowning. I listen to this and I don't remember a single fucking thing about it. It's one of the problems with this list more than other years is that these newer bands and I, I'm trying not to sound like a cranky old man that's out of touch, even though I am, they really do sound the same. Yeah, there is there is nothing about this that sticks out to me. It, 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 did you notice anything? <laughs> There is a formula, and there is a specific sound, and uh, and we even talked about it last week, where uh, I mentioned like with Burst, uh, not Burst, with uh, um, Brutus's song, that they start off with five seconds. <clears throat> there's the vocals, you hit your catchy chorus pretty early on, et cetera, et cetera, and like they all kind of somewhat follow, maybe not that exact formula, but a general one, where even like all the guitars and bass and drums sound squashed down. The vocals are kicked up and smoothed out like an Instagram filter. And it all just kind of sounds like it would be montage music for uh, an animated film starring a lot of voices, uh, a lot of actors who you know, but the movie still bombs in theaters because it's not very good. Yeah. You know, I actually, uh, I think every time we've done this, I think every year, that we've done this top 20. I Prevail has popped up on here. Yes. And we had uh, Breno there, thankfully. To, every time I'm like, who the fuck is I Prevail? Because I say it every year. Yeah. He says, they're the band that does the fucking covers of pop songs, but like they do it in a metal way, and people are like, oh, sick. It's Taylor yeah. Swift, but it's metal. <laughs> yeah, they made their their bones, so to speak, uh, doing metalcore covers of Taylor Swift, and that was enough interest to sound like this sound like soft generic rock music for moms well there they go um they're the most successful cover band on earth i prevail um let's move on a little bit number 17 with five million one hundred thousand views this is corn with worst is on its way it's a corn song it is a corn song it is not I would say not even a bad corn song. It's it is a straight down the middle middle of the road corn song. <laughs> yeah, for for modern corn it is fine. 
Uh, and again, like kind of like Megadeth, it is a blessed relief from some of the other songs on here. Uh, it is compared, to, especially to their older stuff. It is very clean and smoothed out. Uh, you know, what do you expect? They're in their fifties. Oh yeah, they are. Uh, and you know, uh, <laughs> these guys have seen some rough miles too. So you, you gotta. Just gotta take what you got, in. they're never gonna write "Goth the Life" again, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you could hear like with Jonathan Davis's voice. There's, it's very cleaned up and smooth when yeah. it it shouldn't be. Um, but again, uh, I would take this ten times uh, over some of these other things we're gonna hear here. Uh, number sixteen with six million views. I want to note six million is where they topped out this year, which would be a pretty precipitous decline in my estimates. This is Five Finger Death Punch with Welcome to the Circus. It's pretty low for Five Finger Death Punch. It is pretty low. Um, I mean, it's a pretty shit song. So it is a pretty shit song. I think that we based an entire episode this year based on this song uh, and how we were making fun of bands for doing like the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls step right up horse shit. <laughs> Despite it being a circus song, it's it's not all that circusy. It's in there, especially in the intro. Mm-hmm. But but it's not. Like, just circus happens to be mentioned once or twice because it's still just grievance uh, metal, new metal, that uh, with just the stupidest lyrics. I know in the past we've made fun of uh, psychosexual, psycho sinner for having lyrics like, what, 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 I want to put it in your butt. This isn't far off from that. Yeah, but instead of sex, it's violence. (laughs) Instead of sex, it's about... uh, shutting up motherfuckers and pointing your gun at uh, court-ordered attorneys. <laughs> uh, I don't think we ever talked about it on the show, but I did see an interview with um, Ivan Moody uh, recently, and that he talked about uh, the video that they did uh, during the pandemic where they're, like, you know, shooting people wearing masks and shit. Yeah. And he was like... I didn't understand exactly what the plot was supposed to be there. That was all Zoltan Bathory, and I am never letting him do that shit again. <laughs> and you know what? I believe him. I believe I him, 100% too. believe him, because I think he's just like, yeah, they just told me to, like, hold up the flag and run at the camera, and that's what I did, and, like, that's all that he was involved with, and the rest was... This right-wing fashy guy from Bratislava. Yeah, and we talk about, again, we talk about right-wing villains and metal on this show all the time. I'm telling you, none of them are as sheer fucking evil <laughs> as Zoltan Bathory. And not that long ago, during one of their live shows, uh, Ivan Moody was just like, yeah, I'm going to retire soon, or this is going to be the last year I'm doing this. And then a week or two went by, and he came out of another show. He's like, ah, oh, no, I'm back in, so... Zoltan had his uh, little chat with him, I'm sure, in a, a darkened room, hitting him with a, a couple of bars of soap <laughs> in a pillowcase. Just smacking him with the yellow pages. <laughs> it's like the the money is good, but the money isn't good enough for them to like still want to go with it. Yep. Like the the cracks have formed over the past couple of years with members leaving, and Ivan Moody clearly wants out. But whatever happens, whatever hold I. Uh, Bathory has over them. It's still going. Um, I actually pulled up the lyrics from this song if you want to go through it real quick. Let's do it. 
Welcome to the circus. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the shit show. Just another freak show. Hang your hat and hit at the door. It's a game of torture. Souls are made to order. Everything you wanted and more. You've got to kill somebody to thrill somebody. Everybody's got a reason to bleed. You got to fuck somebody to know somebody. That motherfucker ain't me. Incre- See, uh, no, th- what's incredible about this is that we've already done this on the show. <laughs> I just want people to remember it. Because, again, like we've dunked so many times on psychosexual. That could be psychosexual, right? It's there. true. It is true. That's all I wanted. Uh, moving along here to number 15 on the list 6,600,000 listens. Bring me the horizon with strangers. We're just a room full of strangers looking for something to save us. Alone together, we're dying to live, and we're living to die. Dying to live, living to die. We're just a room full of strangers. Now, it's worth noting that strangers is spelled out like uh, MySpace speak with like. Uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase. Yeah, um, all they need is uh, maybe instead of an A, it's a four. Ooh, that'd be good. Um, this band will always be popular, and I will always uh, not understand. I, I don't understand this. I don't understand any of this. I never have. I never will. Yeah, this this could be anyone. This could be any band at any time within the past 20-something years. I do not understand the appeal, but then again, I am not a 15-year-old girl, so... We, we say that, but honestly, the target audience for... Bring it's me, 35-year-old guys. Yeah. Again, I, I need Breno on this episode to defend this. <laughs> uh, I have no interest in continuing to discuss this, so let's move on. Uh, number 14, with 6,700,000 listens, barely, barely beating out Ring Me the Horizon, we have a band I am not familiar with called Bad Omens with Like a Villain. They're one of those bands that show up on a poster with an I Prevail or a Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, it's just oof, very generic, very cleaned up, very studio friendly. While going through this list, uh, my girlfriend was walking by. I'm like, here, just listen to the song. And I played 15 seconds of it, and she went, ugh, and <laughs> walked away. And yeah, that's the same. I agree. Um, this, this band actually... Um they had a number of songs here that were had uh, you know maybe around a million two million uh, listens this year. So clearly something's going on there. Uh, this is this is Sumerian core. It is they're on Sumerian records. They sound exactly like they're on Sumerian records. Mm-hmm. You get what you get, and this is the same as everything else. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I. Do you think we'll keep seeing these guys, or is it just going to get replaced with another band that sounds exactly like them? I think we're going to keep seeing it, and there's just going to be another one of these bands. <laughs> same sound, same five generic-looking guys. Maybe one of them has a face tattoo or a throat tattoo, and they're all going to kind of sound like modern-era Papa Roach. Damn. <laughs> that is a brutal thing to say to somebody, but it's true. Uh, moving on. And they all tour together. They all tour together. So it's just here is more of this gloop. It's all interchangeable. Uh, well, here we go. Let's go on to number 13 with somebody who is not interchangeable. Yet. 
with uh, 7 million 200,000 views. We have Ozzy Osbourne with patient number nine. Um, I have, I think, I, I think we talked about this one on a separate episode. We did. And my, my opinion is it's not that bad. <laughs> and I think that that's where I, it's, it's cringy when it, they're doing all the like mental patient shit at the very beginning. Uh, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> this is the best you are going to get with Ozzy Osbourne right yep. now. And moving forward, this may be it. You know, it's it is what it is. If you like to hear Ozzy, here you go. And doesn't uh, Jeff Beck play guitar on this? He does. Yeah. So when when he's not hanging out with Johnny Depp, uh, he's doing this. And uh, yeah, it is an Ozzy Osbourne song in 2022. This uh, there have been some rough stretches for Ozzy. So this I would put this on the. The high watermark for the tail end of his career, for sure. Yeah, if you want to listen to the song, don't watch the video for it. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing, actually. Uh, Sharon should not keep should not keep doing this to him. Um, moving on here, number 12, 7,500,000 views. We have Disturbed with Hey You. A song that could have come out in 1999. Hey you, hum a num a num This is this is the same fucking song. They this is the, again that guy did that in fucking 2010 or whatever. He made a great video, Disturbed's greatest hit. They they rewrite the same song over and over again. This is there again. It is interchangeable. They have one song, and the one song that they don't have is uh, the Sound of Silence. <laughs> Their greatest hit. Yeah. You know it's. Disturbed is the new metal version of Zoolander. Zoolander <laughs> has one look. Disturbed has one song. Um, hate it. Um, they, uh, you, you said that they put out a new song like a couple of days ago, right? Three weeks ago, and it almost is enough to get on this list. They think they have like 1.9 million views on it. So they, they will probably, by the end of the year, knock off Lorna Shore, I would say. Um, so again, uh, you can't can't beat these established bands that came out when people still sold CDs. It's impossible to do. Let's go to eleven here. Uh, Eight million five hundred thousand views. Arch Enemy with Handshake with Hell. And- It's fine. <laughs> I think you know, we've talked about it before. Um, in terms of Arch Enemy, I much prefer like Angela Gasso era, Heart of Darkness, Wages of Sin, Nemesis, that sort of stuff. And you know the Amop Brothers aren't really involved as much anymore. And I think uh, that sound back then was a lot better than it is now. Um, as far as getting a replacement, they couldn't have done any better than getting Alyssa White Gloves on. I mean, yep, it's like one-to-one. Yep. So that stuff is pretty much the same. Uh, the clean vocals, they don't even sound bad. I just don't think they fit. 
this is a band that releases too much material for me to try to care. <laughs> it's it's just too much, man. Yeah, and I don't know. It's fun. And again, compared to everything else, I'd much rather listen to this. I just think the the clean choruses and the bridge towards the end of the song, it just isn't really what Arch Enemy has been in the past. And it's kind of weird to be like, oh, well, they're trying to like make this song a hit or get some sort of attention or radio play for it. And that can't be it because everything else is still harsh. So it's just this is what they want to do now. And it's fine. If you like Arch Enemy, I mean, you probably like it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. If you like Arch Enemy, but you like Lizzie Hale, clean vocals, <laughs> this song's for you. Uh, moving on, uh, number 10. We're in the top 10 here. 9,500,000 views. We have Sabaton with Soldier of Heaven. I've said a lot of unkind things about Sabaton over the years, and I want you to know I stand by all of them. <laughs> we don't need we don't need this. It's I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. The, I mean, because you're, you're not like a fucking Reddit nerd. You don't customize Nerf guns in your spare time. Like this is not <laughs> I you have a you're not a fucking dork. That's what I'm trying to say. If you're a Thank fucking you. dork, this is this is for you. <laughs> Yay, history. Uh, a contextless, completely free of any sort of complex thinking view of history. And just, hey, Blitzkrieg's kick ass. Yay. Let's make a stompy, the most generic folk metal sounding song possible. I fucking hate Sabaton, man. Let's move on. Uh, no. I'm just reminded, sorry, I'm just reminded of last year, the year before, where they did the It's Christmas time during World War One. and oh, Sure, we have our differences, but it's snowing outside. Let's play soccer. I, and I, like, looking at all the fucking comments from their fanboys oh, on that video, brutal. it was like, oh, the band that, you know, makes me want to fight the entire Axis army also can make me cry. It's like, you are the biggest fucking pussy on earth, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you ever want a, a completely negativity-free comment section that is still entirely awful and terrible, look at comments on Sabaton YouTube videos. I... It brings out all of the worst bully impulses I have, <laughs> like things that I'm like, I've tried to spend years like suppressing. I'm just like, no, I'm going to terrorize you. <laughs> There's just something about someone uh, happily talking about the Battle of the Bulge or the Reichstag that uh, makes your piss boil. Yep, it's true. Let's move on here. Number nine, 10 million views. That number will increase by a lot. We have Metallica's Lux Eterna. Um, this just came out like a week ago. Uh, it's mm -hmm. already at ten million. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the number one for sure uh, by the end of the year. Uh, yeah, and I think they they just put this out on YouTube and nowhere else. So really? If you want, as far as I know, I mean, maybe it's uh, at some radio stations now or on their <laughs> website. But I think the initial drop of it was just this YouTube video. So. Metallica is always good at boosting their numbers, no matter what it is. Like we've talked about them selling all, all sorts of reissues and double and triple albums. So it looks like they're selling three albums at a time when they're really selling one. I would say they're uh, juicing these numbers just by making the one thing available in this one place. 
I mean, there's still no shortage of people that want to listen to Metallica. So oh, yeah. No. no as, of, as of this recording date, December 11th, this is number nine. I'm, I'm stating by December 31st, it will surpass the number one on our list. Yeah. So, I mean, this we all know this album's going at least gold. So. Yep. And I, I listened to 30 seconds of the song uh-huh. for the show. I was good. It's a Metallica song. It's, again, better than anything else that we'll probably hear on this list. Uh, it, it very much sounds like a single, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the instruments being squashed down and the vocals being kicked up. Uh, the rhyming scheme isn't very impressive. It is late-stage Metallica. It's better than a lot of the other stuff that they've done before. Uh, I think we can all agree late-stage Metallica is a terminal condition, uh, but... <laughs> Um, I again, I'm on record. I like this one. Uh, a lot of people have shit on me for that, but I, you know what? It's fine. I like it. So there you go. Uh, Metallica Lux Eterna number nine. Uh, number eight, also with ten million views. Uh, Sabaton with Stormtroopers. Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Yep. And this is one of those kissy face. We love the bad guys. Sabaton yeah. songs. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Sabaton had a big year, um, big year for fucking dorks, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I went to uh, that King Diamond show, uh, or sorry, the Merciful Fate show. King Diamond, of course, frontman, yeah, whatever. Uh, I saw a, I'm going to guess about a 60-year-old man wearing the stupid fucking chess piece thing that uh, the guy from Sabaton, the vocalist, wears. And I just, I wanted to fucking tabletop him. I wanted to take his wallet. I wanted to noogie him. I wanted to, I wanted to bully this old man. <laughs> did he have a panini press beard too? He did not. No, it didn't look like he could grow facial hair. Um, what was the shirt tucked in? <laughs> it was. That's... Sabaton's one of those bands where I feel like more of their fans tuck their Sabaton shirts into their slacks than other bands. The worst fucking band, dude. I fucking hate them. So we don't have to continue here. We can move on. Uh, number seven, also with 10 million. Like, it's all arbitrary here. We're all in the 10 million mark. Uh, motionless and White with Masterpiece. What do you what do you think? Is that the the, the masterpiece of uh, motionless and white? Sure, why not? <laughs> just just blah, just whatever. It's it's fine. It's fine, but again, it all sounds the same. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll give them a little bit of credit though. Uh, their vocalist uh, did appear <laughs> on uh, the uh, talent competition that we did watch for. God, how many episodes? <laughs> I thought that was Black Veil Brides. No, I think that was uh, the guy from Motionless, Motionless and White. It was what? Andy Beersack. Was it? Shit. All right, well, they get no credit then. Fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah, it was Andy Beersack from Black Veil Brides. I, see, the thing is, both of the, these bands, when they first started out, looked very similar and mm-hmm. had very similar sounds. It was like the too much white makeup... The black leather studdy jackets. I think um, 
was it uh, Black Veil Brides looked a lot like Motley Crue with like stupid teased up hair and it was a whole thing and now they don't look like that anymore but yeah motionless is white motionless in white is the band with the vocalist who's like 10 feet tall and looks like Rhea Ripley from WWE <laughs> oh, that's why I'm so turned on by this guy <laughs> <laughs> I have all these complex thoughts and feelings <laughs> um, well all right uh, there we go. Let's let's move on a little bit. Uh, number six with 13 million views. I don't think this qualifies, but I ran the numbers. This is what it says. It's Muse with Won't Stand Down. We talk about like other places trying to make things happen, like make fetch happen, things like that. Yeah. And they're trying to make Muse happen again. And for whatever reason, they're pushing it more towards the hard rock metal crowd. And uh, I don't know about that. You get this shit away from me. Like I, I tried to go through and write little notes, like descriptions on each of these songs. So I could keep them straight. My description on this one was just this is music for assholes. So, I don't know, man. Um, I, I think this is deeply irritating. Uh, I hated their one song when it came out, and I'm going to continue to hate this band. <laughs> no, thank you. Yep. Uh, also with 13 million views, number five. Boy, this is something else. Uh, Ed Sheeran featuring Bring Me the Horizon with a song called Bad Habits. This is a war crime. Did you watch the quote-unquote video for this one? You mean the 10-second loop of two uh, Sims characters going around and around? Yeah, two anime uh, Sim characters, like, supposed to be an Ed Sheeran and the other one being the Bring Me the Horizon guy, like, shaking hands for (laughs) for the entire length of the fucking song. It was nauseating. My girlfriend walked by when I was watching this, and she's like, "Is this a video game trailer?" I'd rather. I think I'd rather get you know walked in on watching porn than this. <laughs> Just a beheading video. <laughs> it's it's bad again. Bring me the horizon. Why Ed Sheeran? Why there's nothing to do with metal now? Go away. Stay away. Go go back to your dentist office. Yeah, uh, this is uh, what what was it you call it? secretary music? Yeah, music for secretaries to listen to in some sort of dead end job. Yep, yep, that's what this is. So let's move on here. Uh, number four, fifteen million views. Uh, one of the few uh, bright spots in what has been an awful decade uh, for uh, hard rock and heavy metal. Uh, Ghost with "Call Me a Little Sunshine." Um, there you go. Um, if you, uh, you know, were to qualify, uh, the, the big TikTok 
hit that these guys had this year, like the viral uh, Mary on the Cross shit, like that would have blown everything else out of the water, but that actually came out three years ago, so it doesn't count. This is the first time I've heard this song. I do not like this song. No, I don't like this song either. It really reminds me of um, like late 90s rock radio in a very derogatory way. Yeah, just I, again, appeal. I don't quite get it. And when they first came out, like, uh, and I was bringing it up, Ritual is a good song. I like that song. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. <laughs> the, again, ABBA with distortion. We're, and I feel like on this song, it's very clear that Papa Emeritus, the 69th, is the main focus of this band. Yes. Which, I mean, yeah, it's his band. I, I get that. And that's, I guess, the most appeal is his weird voice. But everything else is just kind of there. Um, it's, again, not for me. I'm just glad that there is a new band, new-ish, sure. that is doing something. Um, <clears throat> this is better than that 20s song. Yes. In the 20s. Uh, that did not hit the uh, the top 10, by the way. I think people agreed that it sucked. Instead of gold or platinum, that song hit wood. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, number three, 18 million listens. We have Slipknot with The Dying Song. Like this is straight 1999. This is, I, I don't. I have not kept up with Slipknot in a very very long time. But if you told me like the idea that they're going for right now is like trying to bring back their original sound, I would believe you. Yeah, it's uh, almost like Metallica too, where it's a back to basics, actually trying to hit the old sound that made you popular. Uh, yeah, this could conceivably be on like maybe self titled album, maybe Iowa. With the exception of the clean vocals, we've said it before, I'll say it again, Corey Taylor's voice is shot. Yep. It's just not there anymore. But uh, And I think if like you, you wanted to do Stone Sour with it, you could still make it work. With Slipknot, at, at this point, with the little tricks they have to do, it doesn't quite fit. It sounds out of place to me. And the other thing I got from this is please stop letting Clown direct their music videos. <laughs> Oh yeah, this hurt my eyes so much. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, the uh, the Wiki Wiki guy because he actually got to do some Wiki Wikis on this one. He's contractually obligated one Wiki Wiki per album. <laughs> I mean, it's good for them that they still include them. They could dump them really easily, and I don't think anyone would really notice. But credit to them, they've kept as many people on as they want. I mean, that's the dream, though. You, all your homies eating. <laughs> Everyone gets a piece. I, the Wiki Wiki guy is a millionaire, too. Yep, yep. Um, let's see. All right, now let's get to the really dire part of the list, the top two songs. Are you ready? Are you ready to suffer? <sighs> all right, all right. I'm psyching myself up for this. It's like two minutes left. Before the game's over, this is our two-minute drill. We have to drive down field. We got to do it. There's, it's going to be hard, but here we go. There's no other options. Here it is. I'm over here playing prevent. All right, uh, we got 19 million views. Number two, 
Falling in Reverse with Zombified. A song we have talked about on this show. The canceling, canceling you. This is a sh- this is a shit song for assholes. It's awful, dude. How did this get 19 million views? I was looking around very briefly online last night, just trying to see if this song was featured in a commercial somewhere or they were in a video game, and I couldn't see anything right away. But maybe it is, and I believe. Um, Ronnie does a lot of Twitch streaming and a lot of like Call of Duty playing. So maybe that has something to do with it. I could see this type of music appealing to uh, a large portion of that gaming crowd. I guess. Um, this the video, we, again, we talked about it on the episode where we talked about this one, but it uh, sucks. Uh, it's uh, some, um, you know, 2010s era zombie horse shit. Again, th- Back to Reddit. Fuck this. I hate it. It's it's super hokey. It's super lame. And the message behind it is like, quit uh, talking about how I committed a felony at a Six Flags. <laughs> quit bringing up old shit. <laughs> it is music for assholes and people with assault charges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want nothing but bad things for, for Ronald here. Uh, so that and, and and yet good things keep happening to him because what, what, at number one here with 21 million views we have falling in reverse with voices in my head. The voices in my head keep on telling me to pray because I'm spinning like a carousel circling the train. Hit the bottom of the bottle. I don't want to feel the pain, but that is all I got for now. I don't want to talk about the voices in my head. Keep on begging me to stay. If I pull the trigger now, then the demons go away. And- Fuck. <gasps> Fuck. Shit, fuck, shit. How the fuck does Falling in Reverse have the number one and number two spots this year? Like, how bad was mainstream metal for that to happen? It's criminal malfeasance. Bands need to step it up. And on top of that, now he is dating Soraya, the former Paige from WWE, now in AEW. And she's using, I don't know if it's this song or another one, but she's using one of their songs as her entrance music on national TV every week. Luckily, AEW's viewership keeps going down, and they think <laughs> like they are hovering at like eight hundred thousand every week, and it's not going anywhere. So, at least there's that. But, uh, girl, you could do better, and you've had a long string of bad relationships. Do you think AEW gets uh, like they get a million a million viewers a week? Uh, I mean, <laughs> AEW has two shows that are on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they have Dynamite on Wednesday nights, which at their peak, the best rating they ever got was like 1.2 million. And they, that was around when like CM Punk had mm-hmm. come back. Uh, but on average now, they're getting about 800,000 views, give or take, which is fairly low. Um, and their show on Friday night's Rampage, which is at like 10 o'clock, which is absolute death. <laughs> They had a, a week or two ago like 300 and something thousand viewers. Like it is badly circling the drain. And then they have internet shows uh, on YouTube, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. Plus there's now uh, Ring of Honor shows going on and just they are overextended Wait, by is, a lot. Is Ring of Honor associated <laughs> with AEW? 
now they are because uh, Tony Khan, whose father, Shad Khan, also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's been doing a bang-up job there. <laughs> yeah, and had a British soccer team, uh, Tottenham, maybe, uh, who were just uh, also the Jacksonville Jaguars of their league, and I think they may have been relegated. Uh, and, yeah, it's he bought up the Ring of Honor like name and the video library, and he started kicking it off again. They actually had a pay-per-view last night. Um, I think the problem is for uh, – sorry for all the wrestling talk, everyone. But the their appeal is to a very small but passionate audience, and they really haven't expanded beyond that. I think what keeps them going is a loyal audience uh, and a handful of good athletes that can put on good mass- matches – followed by a whole lot of nonsense and bad booking. And the the vast fortune that his dad has is what's going to keep them going. Well, doing some quick uh, back-of-the-envelope math here. If all 800,000 uh, AEW viewers uh, heard uh, voices in my head on a broadcast and decided to listen to it on YouTube, um, they then listened to it 26.25 times each to bring it to 21 million views to make it the most popular quote-unquote metal song of the year. It wouldn't be the first time because Chris Jericho is an AEW, and uh, he is part of the reason why they're having so much trouble because he has terrible ideas and needs to make himself the center of attention, possibly to draw attention away from his wife being at the Capitol on January 6th. Uh, his song Judas is also his theme song and would get the crowd to sing along to it and make it a whole thing. So that I'm sure boosted up their numbers as well for his stuck mojo tribute band, Fozzie. <laughs> uh, man, Fozzie has been a fucking joke, uh, for decades now. Uh, and I can't believe that he's still doing it. Uh, but I guess he must find some su- success with it. Oh, Judas was a huge success. Uh, do you have YouTube up now? I do. Yeah, go look up Fozzie Judas and just look at the number. You don't have to listen to the song. It was recently featured in an episode of Cobra Kai. Get the fuck at 59 million views. I think there's a little uh, algorithm boosting in there as well because uh, it has shown up a lot and like recommended stuff for me. And I mean, I'm not going to listen to it, but there it is. It has a catchy chorus and it was played a lot on television. All right. Well, I guess that's good enough to do it then. Fuck me. Fuck me sideways. Ugh. I mean, you we're going to get a Falling in Reverse Chris Jericho collaboration at some point. Uh, I know he's already been on Chris Jericho's podcast before, so it's just a matter of time. Great. That's great stuff. Love it. Um, wanted to mention um, outside of our top 20 some other notable things. Uh, Behemoth. Uh, you know, pretty big, pretty big, successful band uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, more underground metal or whatever. Um, they've uh, kind of been on the decline uh, for a good while now. Uh, their biggest song of the year from their uh, new album uh, barely has surpassed 500,000 plays, so... Uh, Nurgle is going to need to find some outside sources of income uh, to keep up with his uh, habit of buying uh, fancy uh, designer armor sets to wear on stage. That's what happens when you try to go after YMCA. That's true. They will. The Young Men's Christian Academy will beat you down every time. 
And he's just going to blame cancel culture or whatever, like he's been doing for the past year. He's like uh, the Principal Skinner meme where, is it the children's fault? Or is it, am I so out of touch? No, it's the children. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, I would say this is probably the worst one of these we've ever done. And yet it's been a really good year for heavy metal. And I mean that in like the broadest terms of just the output and albums that bands have been putting out. If we really like took five minutes to think about it, we could rattle off at least 20 or 30 awesome albums in different genres. So, you know, take what you can get. I know on the website in the next couple of days, we're going to be having all of our top 10 lists. I just finished writing up mine, which was harder for a different reason than usual instead of being like oh i only like three things now what do i do <laughs> this year has been like i like 15 albums how do i whittle this down should this be three or should this be four so uh, you know a lot of good stuff is out there it's just obviously not going to be on youtube uh yeah i mean well it's it's on youtube but it's going to have like a thousand <laughs> thousand plays it's going to be uploaded by just some kid in poland yeah uh so uh, and then uh, monetized by the orchard, even though they don't own it. <laughs> or by some scummy uh, YouTube account that just does promotions and you got to pay them to get your video on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, folks, if you if you think that you know, we, we don't like music based on this, you can go back and listen to last week's episode uh, in which we covered our favorite songs of the year. Uh, which shows that we do like things, uh, just nothing that appeared in this week's episode. Um, <clears throat> and next week, what do we got going on? Next week's the holiday show. It's the best show of the year. Uh, it's the best show of the year because we get things. Uh, you know, uh, we love getting things. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get some things. And uh, people still have time to send us things if they want to send maybe something digitally. They could do that as well if they want to get in on the fun. That's true. Um, hit us up uh, online uh, if you want to get in contact with us for any details there. Uh, we will open whatever it is on the air. Uh, and uh, we're also sending each other things. Uh, I sent uh, you and Breno uh, boxes in the mail yesterday. And uh, FedEx, uh, I guess, looked at me like I was a giant pigeon with a fat wallet. <laughs> Did they just turn you upside down and shake you out for all the loose change? Essentially, yes. Uh, so uh, it's all a racket. It's all a scam, uh, and we all have to go along with it because well, that's what the holidays are all about. Um, Jordan, do you have anything else you want to add on this episode? We are old. We are out of touch, but we are a hundred percent right on everything we said about these popular songs on this show. And if you are a um, Sabaton fan, it's not too late. Contact me for life coaching. I will teach you how to be cool. <laughs> if you are a Sabaton fan, fuck you. I'll fight you. <laughs> get some blood on those uh, white and black camo pants. Uh, oh, no. Uh, you'll never get this blood stain out of your Legend of Zelda t-shirt. <laughs> Just getting shoved over and all of their Warhammer figures go spilling out into the floor. <laughs> My orcs. <laughs> no. Uh, well, all right, everybody. We will uh, we'll see you next time. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, if if you like this show and you want to hear more of it, uh, you can subscribe to the Patreon where we do bonus shows and uh, special playlists each month. 
Uh, so I don't know what we what what are we going to do this this month for the bonus show. I don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we have talked about a possible ongoing bonus show series where we may go through the artist section of all of your favorite metal labels and uh, maybe whittle the roster down and kind of decide if we were in charge, who would we keep and who would we get rid of? Yeah, and then we're going to battle our lineups uh, against each other weekly and uh, determine who wins fantasy label. (laughs) It's going to be like Mutant League, but for heavy metal. Exactly. By the way, Mutant League is on, uh, I got it on the new version on my Steam Deck. Have you you played the recreated version of that? No, I've only played like the old Sega Genesis version. Uh, Same, like I was a big fan of the Sega Genesis version, but I got the new one. It's good as fuck, actually. Uh, we'll, we'll, because they update the rosters like every season too. So, um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, like, uh, and it's like it goes deep. Everybody's on there. <laughs> Have you ever seen the cartoon? I I barely remember it, but I uh, like I remember the uh, the intro more yeah. than like anything that happened on the actual show. We're gonna have to search around to see if it's on Tubi. We will. Uh, We can talk about uh, Mutant League in a a future episode. But for now, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio Radio. TOVH, The Flush.